Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about to books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney, also McElroy. Uh, Sydney, I wanted to say happy anniversary. Well, thank you, Justin. When you're listening to this, not when you're listening to it, when we're recording it. Well, we record live, obviously. I mean, obviously this is live to you directly. You can tell because we hired an intern to sit in the room and go beep every time we accidentally (laughs) use profanity. He's probably overpaid. That's his only job. Are you you bored back there, Jerry? No, he's fine. No, he's good. He's He's good. Happy anniversary, sweetie. Well, thank you. Happy anniversary to you. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, of course, it is tomorrow our seven-year anniversary. Wow. So I, I got you a I got you a present. Oh gosh, that's yeah. too sweet. I, I want to share were, it with you here I live. We're going to get each other anything you said. I know, but you know, I've been thinking seven years. We've been married now, and I mean, let's let's be honest, honey. It's the magic's gone. No. Oh. But it's it's starting to show on it's, you uh, a little oh, bit, right? Oh, okay. You know? I mean, oh. like, you, you look huh. seven years older, well, I think. Huh. I think that's fair to say. Oh, huh. interesting. Okay. Don't, don't you think you do? Huh. No. Huh. Huh. Good to know. Would you say that I do? No. Not at all. I would never I would never say that in a million bajillion years. That would be a good thing to say. Um, uh, no, I think it would actually be, considering that you are my wife and I love you very much, I think it would be inadvisable for me to say that. No, it would be good for you to. No, it's good for you to say exactly what you said. Correct. Okay, right. I did good. Did it. But I bet I you've been good. wandering. It's that's probably not just a line. You've probably just wondered how I've kept my youthful glow for so long. I assumed witchcraft. No, it's a it's a secret much older. Tell me. Well, here it is. Let me give it to you. Open this box. Okay. Let me just. Gosh. It's leeches. That's right. This is a box of leeches. You're welcome. I don't, what am I going to do with a box of leeches? How does that have any bearing on what we're talking about? Well, uh, much as what I imagine is the basis for, you know, that hit film Death Becomes Her. Right. Uh, yeah, classic, <laughs> classic. You may see it on the AFI best movies to watch list. Exactly. What you didn't know is that the the original uh, script for that movie was just um, uh, a bunch of women applying leeches to themselves. But everybody thought that would be kind of gross. No, yeah, yeah, in no. a short movie. Because <laughs> leeches, which obviously you know suck your blood. Yeah, right. Uh, there are many people who believe that using leeches periodically to you know remove some blood and well, really just blood, just and blood. whatever's in the blood might uh, improve your your youthfulness, your vigor, make you look more um, beautiful and 
Young. Leeches. Yes, leeches. Leech yep. therapy. I think actually even uh, Winona Ryder maybe tried this that at one point. That explains it because she still looks Lydia fresh. She she is she is youthful. She is youthful. She is eternally youthful. youthful. Right. She's like the Dick so. Clark of but alive, obviously. <laughs> so I thought I thought that would be a good well one a good present for you and and two I thought that would be a good thing for us to talk about. So leeches are this is an old thing, right? This is not like a new invention that you and uh, the other no. ladies in the in your leech circle. In my invention. leech circle, yeah, we sit around, we do hot yoga, and then we <laughs> we leech each other. <laughs> That sounded terrible. Uh, no, leeches are probably the oldest uh, bloodletting. I shouldn't say leeches. Le- leech, obviously, uh, leeches are a way of, of bloodletting. But bloodletting, the concept of getting rid of blood in order to improve your health in some way, is one of the oldest medical practices um, for probably 2,000 years. Wow. And it... it uh, continued until the 1900s, and I'm even going to clue you in on some ways that it it's still used today. Uh, so ha- let's go back to the beginning, though. I find a leech, I put it on me. Who am I? Where am I? Wh- when am I? Well, you could be anywhere, oh. uh, literally anywhere in in time or in the world. Uh, the Mesopotamians practiced bloodletting. The Egyptians, the Greeks, the Aztecs. Uh, the Mayans, everybody, everybody all over the world, ancient civilizations um, practiced bloodletting. Uh, the idea, when you start looking at, at who wrote about it and talked about why they did it, if you look back to like 5th century Greece, um, Hippocrates probably started this this idea. Uh, basically, the idea is that um, people would have plethoras. A plethora. A plethora, which, ba- which we thought meant they had too much blood. Oh, okay. So it's a fake thing, not, not yeah, a it's a thing. fake thing. Okay. So they, we thought people had too I much blood. I won't learn it then. I won't commit it to memory if it's fake. Do you commit any of this to memory? No, ma'am. Okay. Well, who are you again? <laughs> exactly. Um, so people had too much blood, and they would have all kinds of symptoms because of it. I mean, and and really, like we thought people had too much blood, so they'd get well, what we would now call a fever. Or they'd have a headache, or they would have a stroke. We don't know. Any of these things, we thought, well, it's probably just too much blood. And it's not like a completely crazy thing, right? You can see where someone might come to that conclusion because, for example, they a when you have an inflammation somewhere, that's the blood rushing to that area. So it would make sense that they might think, oh, well, they they have too much blood because they would see so much, much of a mass in one place. That That's a very good point, and I'm really impressed you know what inflammation is. Woo! Yeah, I just gave you credit for that. I'm doing my R. Kelly dance. If you could see at home, you can't see it, but it's, man, it's, it's pretty good. hot. It is good. So no, you're right. Absolutely right. It does make sense that uh, you know somebody would be say they have a fever and they look flushed and and sweaty and and their heads hurting. You think ah, they got a bunch of extra blood up there. <laughs> and and it made sense yeah, too if you yeah, consider that <laughs> when you go back, one of the predominant predominant medical theories. Well. If, if you can even call them medical theories, just random guesses as to how our bodies work, or the uh, the whole uh, four humors theory. Uh, okay, I know a little bit about these, the four humors. What, what okay, are they? What are, recap for Well, me. why don't you tell me what you think the four humors are? Well, the four humors <laughs> are Mel Brooks, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. um, and Sid Caesar. Yep. And... Carl Reiner. Okay. 
That was good. I like how timely that joke was. Yeah, too. I have some. Well, it's a mixture. I like of how current it was. You're really, you're really aiming at like the 18 to 24 year old demographic there yeah. with that one, aren't I'm you? I'm right in the middle of the demo. I think that's true. Okay. No, those aren't the four humors. Fair enough. So they were blood. Black bile, yellow bile, and phlegm. Now, black bile and yellow bile, are those real? Those real things? I mean, they're, well, I mean, there's, there's bile, there's blood, there's phlegm. All those things are real, um, but not in the sense that uh, they thought, not, not in the way they thought they were real. So how might we try to balance those out if they get a little awry, a little so, askew? So they're all di- they're all responsible for different bodily functions. And I, in all honesty, I don't know all of the things that we thought these different things did. I mean, I, I know what blood not, actually does. Real. but You don't know learn that. Uh, but the idea was that it, you had to keep them in balance. And if something was, if you had too much of something or too little of something else, the way to get it, you know, get your stuff back in order was to get rid of something. Okay. So you either threw up. So we gave you an emetic, you okay. know, Ipecac or something herbal like that. Uh, or we, you know, gave you a diuretic. We did know of, of certain plants that you could, you know, create decoctions out of, basically boil them down and drink something. It would make you pee a lot okay. or, or make you have like massive diarrhea, that too. Like earth shattering diarrhea. Earth shattering diarrhea, like the, <laughs> the greatest diarrhea you've ever had. Echo down through the ages. <laughs> Your ancestors are still talking about this diarrhea. <laughs> or... If you had too much blood, you, you know, bleed, bleed yourself. Put a leech Get rid on, of it. Put a leech on it. You could put a leech on it. Absolutely. You could also exercise a lot. I don't think I said that. That gets the sweat out? That gets the sweat out. You could, you could sweat out. Uh, I don't know. You, I think you probably sweat out black or yellow bile, maybe. I don't know. That seems, okay. I don't think you sweat. I, I don't know what they thought you sweat out, but they thought That's you could like sweat out grossest. something. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty, it, it's pretty gross. Um, How do they not know? I mean, can you just look at somebody who's been exercising and know that they haven't sweated out any black bile or yellow bile or any bile, really? I don't know that they knew exactly what black or yellow bile was. I imagine that fluids came out of people's body and they went, well, that, that's yellow. <laughs> that's bile. And, and I mean, what you there is bile. <laughs> and people would get really angry. And so they'd be like, well, it's bile. Because they're really angry. So bile makes you angry. I think bile was supposed to make you like... So let's focus. Let's drill down on on bloodletting specifically as balancing the the four humors. So okay. So the idea was, you know, we we know all these other ways to get rid of bile, the various biles and phlegm. So how can we get rid of blood? Okay, um, I know one stabs. Stabs. That's a great one. Stabs are good. That's a great way. <laughs> That's a great way. But uh, they blades. wanted to be. I mean, it's like if you're gonna make up a medical theory, Just you cry may. A bunch. This what? only works for vampires. <laughs> That was a, I like that. Yeah, that was topical good. humor. Yeah, uh, I'd say topical humor because we just watched True Blood. So there you go. So it's topical for so us. It's, it's topical now. for two people in this room. <laughs> Jerry doesn't watch True Blood. If you're gonna make up a medical theory like the four humors, and then you're gonna like bleed people, you may as well make up a whole way to bleed people. Right? Why not? So like Galen developed this entire Who's system. Galen. He's like an ancient physician guy. There's like a some, mummy? You got some stuff in your body that's named for him. Trust me. Okay, okay. I'll take your I'll take your word for it. Wait, Galen's process? Is that a thing? I don't know what you're talking xiphoid, about. Xiphoid? No, that's a xiphoid process. Galen's process? Galen's process? Galen's uh, sign? Is there a Galen's... Galen's... You're ho- just, you, don't know, you don't know any... Yes, Galen's hoedown. <laughs> Where is my Galen's hoedown? <laughs> In my body. You're not old enough to know yet. Okay. Maybe when I'm maybe in my 40s. Galen developed a whole system of what 
um, vein or artery to bleed, depending on what your symptoms are and how much you should get rid of and all this. And um, uh, he was actually the first one to discover that we have blood in our arteries. They, they used to think that we had blood in our veins and our arteries were just full of air. We were, we were probably better off before he figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> because then he started cutting open arteries. Oh, man. Oh, Galen. And you could do this for anything. Uh, that was the idea was, you know, you used bloodletting to treat basically anything that was wrong with anybody ever. So um, acne. How about we bleed you? You had a stroke? Yeah, I did. Maybe a seizure. Sure. Maybe you've got the plague. Mm. Maybe you've got tetanus. Maybe you've got tuberculosis. Whatever will bleed you. For all of that. For all of that. Bloodletting was a cure, well, thought to be a cure for everything. In fact, it was thought to be a cure for bleeding. <laughs> um, that sounds counterintuitive. <laughs> I know. That was a thought. It, are, hey, is your wife menstruating too much? I got an idea. This is actually an interesting lesson from past medicine that I'm starting to pick up on a common theme uh, and we're seeing some of these emerge as we as we talk more about medical history. If you want to know if something is made up, and I think this is probably applicable today, something you could like keep in mind in your day to day life now. If something is a cure all, and I mean literally like, oh, you got asthma, no problem, bloodletting, leprosy, bloodletting, scurvy, bloodletting, like. This is a recurring theme. Mercury was like, oh, you're too sad? Mercury. Yeah. You're angry? Mercury. Happy? You got syphilis? You got syphilis? Put some mercury on it. <laughs> that, like, I think that you you should be suspect of any treatment that someone's like, any anything is good for anything. Because then it's like, probably not good for anything, actually. <laughs> probably good for nothing. Probably good for making me so sad that I almost lose the Civil War. Only applicable to Abraham Lincoln, but still. <laughs> That's absolutely true because it really once it once it took hold and it was it was great because um, it was something that you could explain to people based on the whole four humors theory and so it sounded really I mean that's a very simplistic theory you got to balance this stuff we need to get rid of one of them sure very simple you can explain it to the layman you know I would see you, I would have insisted I would have been a real pioneer I would have insisted that you just add more of the other three until <laughs> I become some sort of, some sort of superman some sort of like. Uh, uh, so many humors that <laughs> I just waddle around like the Michelin Man. My my skin just sloshing with humors. Just sloshing with humors. Yeah. Do you want to be the first one to get extra phlegm? <laughs> just give me a phlegm injection. Ew. Put it right in my goiter. The thing was that um, it was also easy to do. I mean, so it's easy to explain and it's easy to do. Uh, you know, how how are you going to? So how are you going to do this? Just cut them open. Yeah, just cut them open. I mean, you could do something. Uh, easy the the phlebotomy or venous action just cutting open a vein using a fleam which is just a you know like a knife a scalpel thing they used at the time you could do arterotomy which is like puncturing an artery and they usually actually use your temporal arteries whoa those are in your and you're on your temples as you may imagine those are bad ones right those are bleeders yeah well i mean arteries in general are (laughs) bleeders you don't laugh at me i mean come on it's our anniversary yeah those are bad ones they're on your head Try not sure. to poke the arteries on you your gotta head. you got to keep that head blood in place. <laughs> um, they had a tool called a scarificator. You could do scarification. Well, what is that? It's like this little spring-loaded box with a bunch of sharp blades in it. And you just, like, hold them on your arm. And you could, like, make, like, 
parallel cuts on your arm or and leg I, okay, or whatever. Okay, no, I've time. seen this. You have to do. You have to put your hand in it to get the key out because it's the only thing that can unlock you. But then, but holding the key out, you fire up a chainsaw that kills your friend. Yeah, I saw Saw. I know how these things go. That's exactly what it was. That was the impetus for Saw. The Saw That's movies. How Saw, the Saw movies were invented. Thank you. Now we have shared with you the origin story of the Saw movies. The problem you have is too much blood and also phlegm. <laughs> to your right, you'll see more phlegm. <laughs> your friend is a little low on phlegm. Top him off. That's my jigsaw impression. That was a, think? I think that was a good jigsaw impression. Thank you, Sydney. Jerry's terrified. <laughs> Look at him over there. He's just quivering. <laughs> um... So, so that's that was the those were the main ways that you did bloodletting. That was the main thing to do, and uh, it was pretty popular until about 1163 when the the church actually because you know the and when I'm talking about the church, I'm really talking about the Catholic Church at the time was uh, obviously full of religious people, mm-hmm. but they were also learned men and they read a lot and they realized that bleeding people was probably not working very well. There was no evidence that it was helping most of the time. If it helped, by the way. If it helped to do anything, the only thing we have, in theory, thought it may have helped with was hypertension. Because if you have less blood, sure, <laughs> you have less right. blood pressure. Now, that's not a treatment for hypertension. I would not advise that. But right. there you go. So the church turned against it in 1860, 1163. Uh-huh. Now the only time the church will bleed you dry is when the collection plate is passed around. <laughs> good one. What is up? On the edge. Good Lady one. Bruce. Ooh. George Carlin. Pushing Edgy. the envelope. So at that point, of course, who's going to pick up that, you know, that torch? Who's going to keep carrying it? Well, barbers. Oh, sure. Right. Obviously. They already had sharp things lying around there. Yeah. If you're one H- History's rebels. <laughs> barbers. The bad boys of medicine. <laughs> the bad boys of medicine. Barber surgeons. <laughs> so they started uh, bleeding. Uh, patients so they would and they actually barbers did all kinds of stuff they would they do you know bleeding they would do tooth extractions they would do amputations presumably they'd cut your hair yeah <laughs> offer you a shave <laughs> as long as you were in there <laughs> um so a physician would see you and write you a prescription for bleeding and then you'd go to a barber and they'd cut you up <laughs> could they write a prescription for a haircut too also while you're in there you <laughs> need 10 cc's of a trim also while you're in there that mullet it's not working <laughs> you i know the walrus mustache is very popular right now but it is not working it is 1520 what are you doing <laughs> so and they continue to do that as late as at 1923 uh, sir william osler published the principles and practices of medicine mm-hmm. and it, he was still talking about bloodletting 1923 dude get the net it's over what you're probably wondering is where did the leeches come in yeah right i'm ready right so everybody's getting bled all the time um and most of the time they're just cutting people open. Uh, but then in the 1800s, they got the idea that, you know what, let's let's take a more natural approach to this. Homeopathic. Homeopathic approach. And that's where Haruda therapy, which comes from the Haruto medicinalis, which is the uh, Latin name for leeches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haruda therapy became popular where you just, you know, we already have these creatures that, um, you know, suck your blood. And uh, they actually release like a um, a natural anti- anticoagulant, okay. so to make your blood not clot as they're as they're sucking it, called harudin. And so it was a, it seemed like a really good idea. We'll just put leeches on people, apply until syncope, which means passing out. That was the that was the general idea. Just put them on there until you pass out, and then Perfect. take them off. Perfect. 
Perfect. No danger there. That seems all perfectly. Doesn't that safe seem like a great idea? And do you know that in in France it was it was really popular? They imported in the 1830s 40 million leeches a year. Where are they all coming for medical from? uses? Where are they all coming from? I, I bogs, don't, I guess. I guess, yeah, leech bogs. That bog from Stand by Me. <laughs> that was all of them came from there. That's the only place you can find them naturally occurring. I don't think that was a bog. I think it was a pond, honey. Something. What is the difference? You um, tell. Look at me in the eye and tell me what the difference between a bog and a pond is right now. I am a medical doctor. I don't know. <laughs> Not a pond doctor. Do you know that the the modern word leech is derived from a Latin word for physician? Yeah, well, one of an old Latin word. Hey, hey, hey. But that's how that's how entwined leeches and medical practice became after that point, which I think is really interesting. That you know it became the name for a doctor is a, is a leech. You know the name for a leech is derived from the name for a physician. Are there famous people that got this? There there were a couple famous people who had uh, who who were bled. Uh, one that you may have heard of, father of our country, George Washington. Okay, all right, that's what I was thinking of, and I didn't want to embarrass myself by suggesting it, but yeah, he was bled, right? Yeah, and that may actually have contributed to his death. Oh no! So he had a um, a retropharyngeal abscess, so an abscess like in the back back of his throat like behind his throat kind of area oh they put a leech back there no but cool they day. thought why you know we didn't have antibiotics let's just stick leeches on him sure so they did and then he died but we don't know that it was because of the leeches and but that can't what? have helped you don't be too sad he would be dead by now anyway you would have never gotten to meet him that's fair if that's and what you worry a... about at home that they, they robbed you of your chance <laughs> it, don't worry about it. he would be many years dead that's an excellent point that's what he i think would about be dead a lot now. of times if I get sad that a famous person got killed a long time ago. What I really think about it is they would be dead anyway. So why try to alter? Why don't cry over spilled dead people? Like exactly, you couldn't have met them. They would so be dead. No way. Stop trying to build that TARDIS and get over it. Just get let it let that let that ship sail. Uh, Marie Antoinette was also blood. I could have met her. But well, she didn't die though. Uh, okay. Well, well I mean, she, she did die. So I she's mean, still alive. She's, no, she's not. She's not alive now, as far as I know. Um, she didn't die, but she was bled. It was actually um, not uncommon to bleed women prior to childbirth or if they have any problems immediately afterwards to bleed them, which is a really terrible idea. But uh, she became very ill, um, you know, right after she gave birth. She was hurting, which makes sense, like mm-hmm. you should. So they bled her, and then she passed out and woke up and felt better. Oh, good. <laughs> so. And there we go. Another another case, another evidence that we can use in the case for for leeches for you, leeches you know it, i think that's my favorite idea is that we use leeches and we use bleeding therapy uh for people who are bleeding i think that's the most fascinating to me is well that i mean we're all, i mean because it really flies in the face of the original theory which is that we need to get you have plethora we need to get rid of blood well you're getting rid of blood i mean this is great if they were going to amputate your leg if they're going to cut off your leg Ahead of time, they would remove as much blood as they thought was in the leg. Oh my god! So they'd what get rid. What are you doing? Which you'd think the first time you cut somebody's leg off and it bled, you'd go, "Well, I guess there's still blood in there. That's probably not a good idea." Yeah, I guess that didn't make any sense. I guess it goes through your whole body, maybe, or something. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. You are a scientist. Just because it's in the 1800s <laughs> doesn't mean you're not like the best they have right then. We knew about veins. We knew, we knew that. We may have thought there was air in them, but we knew something was up. <laughs> we knew something. <laughs> something about veins and stuff. I Man, that makes... the. I, I mean, to be fair, if you do bleed someone with leeches, they will stop bleeding out of other holes just by process of elimination. <laughs> I mean, eventually, the bleeding will stop in That's their true. defense. 
all bleeding stops eventually. <laughs> that is a, that's a good, that we learned that rule early in medical school. All bleeding stops eventually. Um, now, are there, are, this isn't still going on today, of course. Bleeding? Any of it. Bloodletting? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, uh, the most horrifying process, I think, if you consider like cutting somebody's vein and a little scarificator and then leeches, leeches are still being used today. Oh, you're kidding me. Really? No. Like not no. in like uh, developing nations and places where science isn't as far sort of. Nope. In the U.S. of A. You're kidding yeah. me. It's a it's a it's a considered um, I don't want to say cutting edge because that implies that it's a new idea and it's an old idea, but um, it has had a, a renaissance, as it were. So here's the, here's the way we use it now. Um, let's say that, um, well, let me cut your finger off. Okay. Can I cut your finger off? Sure, one second. Ah! Okay. Okay. Cut off. Now, let's say that I knew how to reattach it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. We should have gone through this before. <laughs> I don't know how to reattach it, but if I did, if I were a, a surgeon who specialized in reattaching uh, limbs, and specifically microsurgery like fingers, um, then I would be really good at connecting all the arteries because they're bigger. They're easier to see. You okay. know where the arteries are. So I'd be really good at, at sewing all the tissues together and connecting all those little muscles and tendons and arteries back together, right? Okay. The veins are so tiny that you can't reconnect them. You can't sew them all. You can't just like, you know, piece them all back together and sew them back up. So what happens is, you know, arteries carry blood away from the heart to the body mm -hmm. and veins carry blood back to the heart, right? right? You remember that? Yeah, sure. So the arteries are taking the blood from your heart to the finger that's been reattached, but then all the little veins are broken so that can't carry the blood back away from it. Mm -hmm. So it gets congested. Plethora, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> gets plethora. So it's all congested and you've got all this blood that can't return and it gets swollen and it's painful and it, it can start damaging the structures and make um, tissue healing impossible. So we need to get rid of some of that blood. So leeches. So we put a leech on it. Now, is that, isn't that a short-term fix? Though? I mean, when you continue to have these issues with the blood getting back to your body? No, because eventually the veins will reattach. They'll heal. You'll, you'll, you'll develop what we call collateral circulation. So other new blood vessels will grow. Huh. So eventually you will get you know, normal function in that finger. But in the meantime, to save that appendage... We just we can put a leech, and not all not all hospitals do this. Not all facilities offer this. Like at the hospital where I work, I I think if I tried to bring a leech into an operating room, people would freak out. Um, but there are hospitals where they do this commonly, and and it, with really good uh, results. Uh, Sydney, if people want to read more about uh, bloodletting, if they want to learn more, are there any resources online that they can uh, go check out? Do you mean real bloodletting or fake? Either way. So if you want to learn about real bloodletting, you can just, I mean, look up herudotherapy, leech therapy, okay. bloodletting. I would type that into your search engine of choice okay. and read about it. And Put I, in a dog pile or ask Jeeves about it. Ask Jeeves about it. I think that's what everybody uses now, right? Ask yeah. Jeeves. If you want to know nothing about actual bloodletting, but you do want to laugh, I would recommend bloodletting.org. No, it's bloodletting.org? Well... Um, bloodletting.org, um, it really has to do with um, choosing your own destiny and the, the limits of your imagination. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's basically an RPG fantasy world where vampires, slayers, werewolves, witches, and angels interact, roleplay, fight, and engage in war with each other. Okay. I just read that off of the website. Off of bloodletting.org. Off of bloodletting.org. I think it's some kind of game. <laughs> 
nothing leech related, right? There is nothing leech related. Um, there is nothing scientific. Well, I don't want to say that. There might be science here. I don't see it when I look at the screen. But it's uh, possible someone in here is a science. I do person. see uh, in the news and updates section that there's a zombie threat. Okay, good. And there are some worm reviews. Uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> we don't understand any of this, but we are playing it every hour on the hour. So uh, if you want to come uh, join us in bloodletting.org. We're, we're not, not actually, really, we're we, not really playing we're it. Not actually. It but, is not bloodletting related, but we did stumble upon it during Sydney's research and wanted to, I see they stole a picture of a cane from Legacy of Cain. They're using in the logo there. Probably maybe have a, a case against them. Ooh. Oh, now we've just exposed them. These, Gee, we these got poor every, guys. Why'd we guys? do that? I don't why know why we, we put them on blast like this. Um, I want to thank you so much, uh, you at home, for listening to our program, Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Uh, we've launched the show uh, just recently, and your response has been so fantastic. Uh, if you can, please go to iTunes, search for our program, uh, give us a subscription and a review if you have the time. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Sawbones Show. Um, and make sure you go to MaximumFun.org and you can check out all the podcasts there. Uh, they've got a lot of one, great one like Judge John Hodgman and uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself. All those guys. And my brother, happy. my brother and me. Oh, that's a classic. Go He's on, not allowed man. to say it. He no, just no, no. he looks at me really hard and goes, just, come on. Come on, do it. Mention my other podcast. Um, so uh, go to MaximumFun.org and check out all those podcasts. Go to the forums. You can talk about our program uh, and uh, so you, much more. You can all mention how I did not talk about hemochromatosis, which is a, a real disease that we use bloodletting for today. Oh. So now I've said it. Doctors, all you medical students who are going to yell at me for it. Back I've off. said it. I know about that. It's just not as interesting because we don't use leeches. So there. Whatever. Whatever. And make sure you join us again next Friday for Sawbones. As always, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. Don't put a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.